of For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at ForTheRecordPodcast.com. This week we're talking about The World is a Loud Place, the third album by Brooklyn's Landlady, and it starts out with a song called Electric Abdomen. excited and looking forward to doing this album on the podcast this band was an unexpected discovery of ours when they opened for Ockerville River last year and so finally to see them on album and or rather to see the album come out live very engaging both yeah we we saw them at the independent and it was like we had gotten there early because I had listened to some of their tracks and I was like oh let's get there in time to see them and we ended up being so surprised by just the singer Adam Schatz is just incredible like brought it 110 percent and they have two drummers and they had they brought out a full horn section and it was just everybody was paying attention which is not always what happens yeah tremendous charisma for that for the yeah for the opener to demand attention and end up having Mm sing-alongs for some of the songs which you really don't expect for an opener and you know i i don't know what percentage of people there even had heard of the band before but they i was singing along and now this album comes out and i think it's it really steers this fine line between being sort of a little strange i mean certainly the lyrics are going to odd places talking about electric abdomens is not even the strangest thing that happens on this album and if you look at the album art it's just very sort of retro psychedelic and then on their digital album they have a a animated gif version yeah i was gonna say yeah it's one of the nice things if you download the digital album from Bandcamp, you get this whole pdf that's like a lyrics sheet with each song has its own little illustration that are all consistent with the cover art yeah these rainbow but then oh that's still not weird enough so we're gonna have animated gifts of those rainbows yeah so stare at that while listening to the music it's a good idea but yeah and i think that the opening of this song it's the first minute and a half is just these two chords back and forth and it's weirdly static and i think it does a good job of kind of putting you not at ease and then and so normally we'd like to start with the beginning of the album and the beginning of the song here we came in the middle so we could get that catharsis going into that chorus about like just that you're daring yourself to move and that 
I think it's this great sort of contrast. I, I at many an indie rock show, people are sort of afraid to dance, and I, I like that this is a band that's almost this song is about feeling kind of constrained in and looking at people around you, and then this chorus is just like, nope, I'm gonna dance, mm-hmm. and I, I love this band has that energy to it that we can have that kind of stare and take the music very very seriously, but also want to boogie. <laughs> okay. Speaking of standing perfectly still, the next song is called Cadaver. that on this song jake aaron is credited as space echo operator which i guess is his it's his vocal sound double tracked so i guess that's what that was yeah but this song is very it would be very weird if i hadn't read an interview with adam shots where he talks about the fact that this is about his friend who was in medical school and talking about how you get this one cadaver that you kind of keep with you for two years or something and work on it. And because, you know, they're hard to come by. So you get the one and you kind of get to know it over the course of years. And apparently hers had a tattoo on it. And so it was like, you know, you think about the origins of the tattoo and just kind of spending so much time with this dead person. And it's an interesting part of a theme that runs throughout the album, which is just your experience of being a living piece of meat and like a human. And we have all these great ideas and we have this, you know, conceive of ourselves as being our brain and our thoughts, but really we're tied to this physical body that's just slowly falling apart from the moment we're born. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a fun album, Yeah, but it is. And that's, and that's what I like is there's that contrast between, certainly delving into some dark places and not necessarily a very pop sensibility like this song it's fun to kind of when we work through the timing and just think about like where are verses and choruses i there is no verse chorus structure to the song it just he sings for a while and then it just stops and you get these really great kind of spacey instrumental interludes which create this feeling of openness and then digging back into you know again this relationship with the cadaver I will say that I like some of the very kind of poppy, rhymey stuff here. So lyrically, even as he's delving into this deep stuff, but then there's just these great sort of internal rhymes, like the patient's been adjacent to deeper thought. 
I really liked. And I appreciated the rhyming of formaldehyde and apologize, <laughs> which is just great. Yeah. I mean, it's really a come alive, formaldehyde, apologize. There's kind of a triple rhyme there. Oh, you've defeated me. Congratulations. <laughs> no, it's a, a charming song. But yeah, it is. It, it doesn't boogie, but it's it's super. Yeah, I think that I'm just going to keep saying boogie because I know how much you like that word now. But it's still super engaging. And we'll just get right into more of these interesting spaces with the next song. It's called Hard to Spell. Until June, I don't bite. I don't write. Words so good. They don't end up like they should. a place to play out of that even though it was only a two minute and a half song it was there it covers a lot of ground and i really like the fact that this song highlights the fact that there are two drummers although there are they're almost always listed in the credits as drummer and percussion and i think that was because i'm trying to remember from when we see them live but there is someone with a drum kit and then someone with i think like toms and then some other stuff yeah and they kind of yeah, one full drum kit, and then the other guy's kind of just being a little more improvisational with yeah. what he uses. Yeah, but I like that you can hear kind of all the polyrhythms that come out of that. And I love, I always appreciate it when a band has two drummers or two people doing percussion because you can get so much more interesting sound out of the rhythms. Yeah, well, when they do it successfully, that yes. I think here, I, if you didn't know that, you would just think, gosh, this is really like rhythmically dense, mm-hmm. but not in a way that draws that much attention to itself Mm. so thank goodness i'm such a sucker for structure but the way that uh these guys play with different stuff here where we hear those are early verses which are these like hard to spell it's like oh i i your name is hard to spell i'm not good with words and it's just like this insecurity that just breaks open into this almost cosmic middle section and just that incredibly evocative phrase of you found my pulse in an unlikely place (laughs) and it it doesn't mean anything and it means everything and it's yeah it's very as i said cosmic and that then the song ends by returning to how it began but with this you know his brain kind of cracked open and all these things that i saw as limitations are now opportunities and it's just really beautiful <laughs> and even though in some ways this is maybe less ambitious a song it's it's one of the shortest songs or i think the shortest song on the album and i think the poppiest song but it's so effective because of that sort of down break open and then recapitulate like the hero's journey in two and a half minutes. It's pretty great. The next song we'll play. I don't know that I can make that pretentious statement about, but it's called Nina. Present company, thrown away the keys, lost 
song we have yet another trojan horse where it starts off maybe the poppiest of the stuff on here we have this verse verse chorus verse verse chorus and if you don't listen too closely to it it's like oh it's just a love song nina won't you let me be a servant and then you listen to every other lyric and it's all craziness that i can't interpret and then like the last third of the song just says oh that structure we just determined throw it out the window it's gone now we're just gonna go in this weird kind of exploration of philosophy for the end of the song yeah i mean i think i would call this the centerpiece of the album maybe it's definitely the proggiest and it's the most exploratory and it's the one where really all the instruments are thrown into it i mean you if you look at the credits they've got a farfisa organ moog tenor sax piano all the usual stuff trombone trumpet tenor sax and then a bunch of backup singers so many vocalists yeah yeah Yeah, but i also you know it may be proggy but the notes i'm making on the structure of the song and then when it goes in that no 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 i just put rawhide it's just because it has that that so stripped down and then to have that be sort of the, the the moment to catch your breath and then to have these weirdo verses and then this just really anthemic just kitchen sink kind of chorus Mm -hmm. thrown at you it's Mm -hmm. it's a blast and i like that they go from this which is kind of the most confounding and i mean that in a good way but complex song that can really be parsed you know you you could really spend a lot of time trying to figure this song out to what i think is the simplest and most sort of sing-along catchy song on the record which is driving in california Driving in California makes me forget everywhere that's not California. Mm-hmm. Driving in California makes me forget everything that's wrong in the places that are not part of California. Shit. 
That's another song where I wish we could play all of it or play more of it because there's a part at the end where the the melody kind of goes out of sync with the percussion and then the percussion I think kind of goes out of sync with the other percussion and it it just starts to sound very sort of unhinged but it all it just flows together perfectly within the song and it's it's an example of how these songs are all very put together in a way to make them sound somewhat chaotic and spontaneous but really they are very meticulously put together and Adam Schatz is a guy who was in the Man Man Collective and has some, done some stuff with Vampire Weekend and I believe is a also um, a jazz aficionado. Oh well, yeah, this stuff is, well, that, knows... I mean, that rhythm stuff for me was very jazzy that like we're going to play with it and have stuff coming in off the beat and, mm-hmm. you know, throwing you off kilter and right. it's not, and it's, it, it you at first you're like, what, what's wrong? And like, no, they mean to do this. Yeah. It's very jazz. Yeah. And so my point is that it's, this is someone who has a very sophisticated songwriting experience and sensibility. And it really shows. I, I love the song. Yeah. I like that. It has such a sense of humor. It's so just kind of on the surface, a little silly. Just talking about driving and I love that just driving to Niagara and a downpour. It feels redundant. <laughs> But I feel like there's depth under the surface here that I'm not quite getting. Like the silliness is hiding something and it's, I I can't quite, I can't quite get my head around this one. We try not to read too much into lyrics and to assume artistic intent. But the way that I read this song is that the whole album is, I think, very much of our time, even though it was written obviously before the election, but where all this noise was happening and this experience of being in a world that's kind of like, fall, or at least in a country where things are sort of falling apart at the seams and everything is kind of crazy and you don't know what to listen to. You know, it's like you don't know whether you should be protesting in the streets or preparing your home for the apocalypse and hoarding food. And so it's kind of having that experience of the world is a loud place and just looking inward and kind of being within yourself. And so I think the deeper message I get from this song is it's really just about when you're driving, you're just kind of in the moment and like yeah. driving in California, you're appreciating how beautiful it is. And then when you're driving by Niagara Falls, you're like, I forgot about all the other stuff. This is really cool. And capturing those moments in between the moments when you're completely overwhelmed, thinking about the big picture and past and future and just enjoying the moment in the present. All right, thank you. I did not get that before, but I, I think that's certainly in there just because that fo- focus on the motion and focus on the, the feeling of being in a place. And I think that that, yeah, focusing on the essence of things, don't get distracted by the extraneous stuff. I, I think that, I'd like to think that could be thought about in this next song. Yeah, I was going to say, after I just kind of made up what I have no idea whether, whether that was the intent of the lyrics in this song, the, the next song we play is also one where I will assume the intent of the lyrics. It's called Solid Brass. Solid brass with a crooked paper grip. Extra fingers heavy on the tips. Hold my eye contact just to keep your gaze at bay. From legs tied up in knots along, the color of my skin goes right to wrong. My voice is lower in the morning My voice is lower in the morning My voice when the rooster crows I'll prove my voice is lower in the morning 
like I'm overusing the word epic on this album, but it's just so many of these songs sort of seem start at this cute, almost poppy sensibility and then just open up in so many different ways. And here this song just seems to be this exploration of just the triumph of showing up and, and getting through stuff and how everything changes, but you just ride with it. Like, cause there's like, Oh, my voice is lower in the, in the morning. Presumably it gets higher <laughs> later in the day. Well, and then something uh, so, like your legs are. And then I love that the counterpoint in the next chorus is like, Oh, your legs are shorter in the evening. Like some things get better. Some things get worse. Well, I, th- I thought the entry point of the song and the title was speaking from the voice of a brass instrument, because you know, when they're colder, it's a, the tone is different. And I don't know if it's lower, but that was just my assumption because that's I'm solid brass with a crooked paper grip and talking about my voice is lower in the morning. It sounds like that's the voice of a trumpet or whatever. Yeah. And then I think it goes on to kind of address other things that well, it's that metaphor, that, yeah, like the that, metaphor, that, yeah, yeah, that you're, you're you you get different and arguably better, but things change. There's that second verse, which is like causing heart attacks just by showing up to work, which is just so I do really appreciate that that notion of just, hey, just showing up and, and carrying on is its own kind of triumph. But it has to be in the context of things are changing. Things are getting better. Some things are getting better. Some things are getting worse. And you have to acknowledge that. And that, yeah, again, that it sort of starts off sort of small and then just has these sort of re- epic God, I'm saying it a lot, but it's so true that just things really open up and there's these amazing instrumental sections with kind of crazy guitar noodling and the and yeah, these the rhythms ri- become more rich at the end of the song. I think it's worth pointing out that this re- whole record is mixed really well, in my opinion. None of the instruments, I mean, I, I believe they're recorded all live together in the studio and at least that's the way it sounds, but the way that different instruments are highlighted and then kind of more mixed into the background, it sounds holistic and warm and it just sounds like they're playing right in front of me but then there are these highlights of the different instruments like on here you can hear the piano a lot more than in other songs but it's none of it is showy and that noticeable and it just kind of makes the music feel very alive yeah that i i think some of the songwriting style could lend itself to seeming kind of unhinged because they're trying such crazy stuff sometimes but then yeah it's 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 so clean and balanced that you you're on board for it which is yeah they make it sound easy but yeah you're right it's quite an achievement to make it seem like a cohesive album when so many different things are going on it's you know as we often say on this show that the hardest thing is making it sound easy yeah it's hard to say that too because of course they're clearly it's so dense Mm -hmm. and complicated but yeah you you can almost take moments and where you're not even noticing how many things are going on because it's all so harmonious it's really quite a thing one thing that's yet another odd thing about this album is that the title track comes so late it's a 12 12 track album and the ninth track is the title track the world is a loud place go out of your way to be good in a world of pain Start at the top, then it bleeds on down the drain. I'm sorry, but it's true. They're not so into you. The ones who hate because it's all they know.
is a loud place The world is a loud place Don't you know The world is a loud place The world is a loud didn't play this part but this song has my favorite lyrics on the whole record which i think kind of synopsize what it's about which is common sense is in the snow melted down the garbage shows you can't miss it when it's gone yeah <laughs> no it's really beautiful and super proggy and i think has just the right amount of profundity to it without getting carried away and i think that's a remarkable achievement that I think both musically, lyrically, everything is pushed to the limit of where I should find it infuriating, but instead it's utterly charming. And just Adam Schatz is such a gifted songwriter to toe that line of like, this is super ambitious and super proggy and even jazzy and none of these things that I particularly like. And yet here it totally works. I want to go see them live again. And, and we will. And if you're hearing this before February 19th, they're playing at the rickshaw stop. And you're in San Francisco. Yes. I know for our multiple international fans who can't make it, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, the, yeah, this is a heck of an album. They're just a, a, for a band I never heard of a year ago. And now they're just like every album that comes out. I will be very excited to listen to because they are just going to surprise you and delight you and make you want to go out to their show and maybe even boogie. Um, yeah, I like this song. I like the whole record. It's I feel like it's really uniquely suited to this chaotic time in American history. And it's just I, I love the fact that there are these great thematic both lyrically and melodically and and the way the percussion is kind of that flow throughout the album and hold all the songs together and make it sound like a cohesive work but each one has its own flavor and i just can't recommend it enough and it's like 10 bucks on Bandcamp, so you should go get it and we're gonna go out with the last song which is called rest in place again we've been talking about the world is a loud place the third album by landlady and you've been listening to for the record thanks so much for listening Tough as nails again outside You're still afraid to cry People come alive and people die Hold my breath a long way home Until I come up strong
Top is now, again. 